my youngest came to me upset because uh, her older sister had called her a liar. And I looked at her and I said, well, honey, you know, you didn't tell the truth. And her response was, well, if you want me to tell the truth then tell me that I'm not a liar, then I won't become a liar. At that moment, I realized all that was wrong with our political system. From the mouth of babes. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Been good. good. Well, this is going to be a podcast where we're not going to dwell on our dear leader in the White House. We want to talk about some other th great things have happened that, unfortunately, yeah. if it wasn't for absolutely catastrophic events happening in the Capitol, these events would be like monumentally covered and and there would be cameras in the front lawns of people's houses and and people be writing songs and celebrating but we just didn't get that because of course like the dog that poos in my bedroom you know our dear leader pooed all over washington and his followers and we just had a, just a disastrous couple of days but all that to say that we are here to celebrate the fact that georgia democrats win both u.s senate seats what do you think about that I, it's from a, a political science standpoint, it's incredible. Georgia, we're talking about Georgia. Yeah. It's not, we're not talking about, you know, oh, uh, you know, some, some semi-progressive state like North Carolina where they've got a lot of business and, you know, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, about Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams is the political genius of the year 2020 and probably before that. I mean, what, a, what an effort to get the vote out. It's yes. incredible. Raphael Warnock defeats Kelly Loeffler, and then John Ossoff won his race against David Perdue. And basically, with uh, Reverend Warnock, you have the first African American senator, and he's the pastor of Martin Luther Ebenezer, King. Ebenezer Baptist. Yeah, Martin Luther King's church. And then John Ossoff is one of the youngest senators that we've had in a long, long time. 33 and, years old. Yeah, 33 years old. And he's the first millennial senator. And he's also the first Jewish senator from the state of Georgia. It's a triple win. I think the fact that Reverend Warnock defeated Kelly Loeffner, you could see what happened at the thing last night with the uh, Electoral College. She wants out of politics now, you know, because she was appointed first. This was her first real election. And she she got beat by, by somebody who was experienced and a good speaker. And uh, she's just going to go back to being a gazillionaire now. And, uh, you know, she just sort of faded off. Ossoff beat Purdue, which was the bigger surprise to me because he, Purdue had won elections there. He's a landed gentry, if you want to use old Southern terms. He's, a, he's you know, he's a big business businessman in, in, uh, in the South. And he got beat by a young, a young guy with relatively, you know, not a lot of credentials behind his name. I think the third thing that was most interesting is it's a fair question to say if the dear leader had not gone down there and put on the dog and pony show, which a lot of Republicans are blaming him now and saying that he cost them that, mm -hmm. then ultimately this was the crowning achievement of the people, not only Joe Biden defeating Trump, this is the crowning achievement. The Democrats got the Senate. Nobody predicted that mm -hmm. because Republicans increased in every state house, they increased in governorships, and they increased in the House of Representatives, but they ended up losing the Senate. I, I, I mean, think- just wild. I think if, if he had won one of those seats, if the Republicans had won, he would still have this sort of air of a kingmaker, right? But because yeah, they right. lost both, it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. You can, you can actually lose elections because you're associated with Trump in the most Trumpian <laughs> of states. Trump is becoming the Johnny Manziel 
of politics, <laughs> right? Remember Johnny Manziel, the quarterback for Texas A&M University, won the Heisman Trophy. He was beating Alabama. He was doing this, and he got to the pros, and it was like, oh, man. Yeah. This is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. This guy is bad. So, I, you know, again, the, the things that it means to me and, and my children and my family and my politics is um, there's not going to be this this standoff that we've had for the past 12 years well it's uh, yeah we have a 50 50 but because kamala harris is the tiebreaker it's pretty right. much a no-brainer and and the other thing is I, I don't know about you but mitt romney's creating his own party somewhere somehow right and i was just going to say too there's a couple of things that, that this isn't an automatic for those that are, for those that are also already celebrating their two thousand dollar extension on their stimulus checks this is not an automatic. There's people like Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat out of West Virginia, who's very conservative. There's yeah. people like uh, Susan Collins, who considers herself a moderate. And you're right about Mitt Romney's wearing a purple tie last night. So, you know, I think that's healthy for the country that you have these kind of dynamics and people are going to have to compromise and make deals. Yep. And, you know, and I think... Uh, uh, the, the turtle, uh, Mitch McConnell, has already realized that because he's, he's acting way more like a statesman in the past couple of days, realizing he is no longer going to be unilaterally able to just stop whatever he wants to stop. Yeah. Now, now, Mitch McConnell can come back because we have two years and then we have midterms. And it's it's sort of like right. this Democratic curse of the, the, the first term midterm elections. We always tend to go haywire and we lose it and then yeah. things go nuts. But but if they can maintain it for the all four years of the Biden presidency, you know, that's four of his next six years uh, as a senator because Mitch McConnell won re-election. So he's the guy that would come back in for the Republicans if they take over. Right. All, all that to say that things like health care, things like climate accords, things like all these public lands that have been put back on the blocks for you know development, all this stuff right. that Trump unraveled. Can judges now, yeah can now yeah. actually be can now actually be even tighter because whereas obama was hamstrung in most of his presidency and he had to do presidential edicts uh, biden can actually pass laws so that's a very yeah. very different environment and so the good news is, is that it's biden that biden i really feel especially in the kind of the after effects of what happened in the capitol building with the with the uh, rioters going in there the maga rioters I really feel that what you have here is that Biden sees himself in massive damage control mode. So for that, giving him a full Senate is a great thing for him to have. He can do yeah. damage control. He can make things happen. He's an adult. He's not histronic. He's not going to try to make points. It would have been the news of the day. It would have been historic news. You know, super historic news of the yeah. day. And to the people who won, congratulations. And, and Stacey Abrams, you are the political science genius of, of the decade she can get any job she wants now to be honest with you yeah but definitely she knew how to get the uh, african-american women in the community just mobilized and doing their thing well cool. as great as that is this uh, situation with uh, the uh, russian hackers that are behind the cyber espionage campaign they were able to access the justice department email accounts for those that may not be aware of what, like, well, what's in that for me? Well, the fact that they were able to have that kind of information and there's no indication of how many other uh, systems and parts of the government that they got right. access to because they weren't in there for once and they played around for a day. These guys were in there for months 
and they have a clear picture of what's going on in this country from a political standpoint. Yeah, Russian hackers are bad. I mean, even in the, the business things that you and I have done over the years, we don't even trust Macedonian programmers. <laughs> exactly. These guys, these guys are massive. I mean, I hate to say it. I don't want to go on a tangent, but whenever I look at a new software product and and I do see a Russian name or a Ukrainian name or something, I I do think twice. You know, I just like like, I don't know if I want to put that on my computer. Who knows what backdoor is coming into my private files. And I think with, with a new presidency, there's going to be an, an awareness that, that in the past four years, things have been oversimplified about foreign relations. It's been reduced to sound bites. And that's not really what, what works in the real world. For those of our listeners who really want to learn what espionage is, you need to watch the entire six years of the Americans and understand how sophisticated everybody really is. And the past four years, we've had an administration that wants to reduce it to sound bites and, and well, transactions. I'll, I'll give you one better. You really want to see what it's like today. Because that's sort of like a romance version of the Cold War era. What it's really like today is if you watch Citizen Four and you watch Snowden. You know, Citizen Citizen Four is the actual documentary that came on came out with Edward Snowden. But if you watch Snowden, you'll see sort of the behind the scenes, but also you'll see the mindset of what goes on within the NSA and the CIA and the fact that he was a a Booz Allen contractor and he had access to all these private email and text files and voice files and video files from from uh, laptops. So all that to say that look at those and that'll give you an idea. And I guarantee you, you will never leave your laptop open or plugged in again. Yeah, you got tape tape all over the the camera. camera. I I unplug my mics. I take everything off, you know. If I have a laptop in my bedroom, it's just yeah. not a good idea. Thank goodness that there has been a change because if this is something that, that if there had been another four years of the current regime, these guys are, are very stealthy and they're very smart. And meanwhile, the Russians are sort of the, uh, um, the reason I mentioned the Americans is they're sure. sort of the old yeah. school guys. They do it with a lot of purpose, right? Then you've got the Chinese who literally have 30 story skyscrapers in Shanghai devoted to doing nothing but hacking American accounts. Well, the naiveness of the current administration, when you have the suggestion that we have a American and Russian cyber co-cyber team, right? It's just so ludicrous to think about that. And in the meantime, they actually had their hand in our back pockets, as, as it were. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, the good news is, is that, that, that something's going to change about it. Meanwhile, there's been a lot of damage done in, uh, um, well, we don't even know to, if to the power grid that. shuts off tomorrow and we don't know why. Yep. Yeah, we, no. we, we have no idea if there is an absolutely serious negative about this. It is the fact that this should be like a Pearl Harbor situation. Like there should be such an alarm bell going off because in many ways it was an invasion of our governmental systems right. by a foreign country. We aren't even thinking about the fact that somehow, you know, this has any ramifications to us trust us this is a bad deal and just pay right. attention i would not be surprised like like has happened after major viruses and trojan horses that have hit the banks and the insurance companies and the medical uh companies that you're going to see protocols change as to how you access your own data it's going to affect us at some point and make our life just a little yeah. bit a little different a little rough well no when i say rough i mean just more inconvenient because of the of the way things were compromised. yeah my uh son-in-law who lives with my daughter in in italy is a security expert and he is one of those guys that say you know when they automatically generate the passwords when you you sign up for an account it says use this password and it's 90 character you know that kind of thing yeah. he's saying yeah do that and i'm like i can't remember all that he goes 
do that. Yes. Yeah. I never have the same password for any, any two accounts ever because it, and I have, you know, a system of keeping track of that, but of all the things, of course that would happen in 2020. I think both of you and I are vulnerable because all of our kids have all of our Netflix and prime and <laughs> Comcast. Yeah. Comcast but if something cable. were to happen to us, they couldn't get into our laptops to save themselves. Oh yeah. yeah the life <laughs> insurance, somebody's going to have to figure out where the life insurance is. Exactly. Well, if there's any bright shining star, it is Merrick Garland, who was nominated for attorney general by President-elect Biden. If you know anything about his story, he's definitely one of these guys that has been in and around the Justice Department, a really good guy that as busy as he is as a judge, Biden was saying in his speech, they still takes time every week to tutor kids in the rough part of D.C., but all that to say that this is a great guy. And, and after what he went through with the nomination for Supreme Court, now he gets to prosecute all these guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's great, though, that, you know, what you've talked about before is that, the, you know, the, the spirit of this presidency is to put qualified people in there and not this crony system that we've had with people who are in there because they were large campaign contributors. This guy is the perfect choice. And the, the thing that Biden said on, on the, the introduction of him today, he doesn't work for me. He's not my lawyer. Okay. He's a lawyer for the people. So I imagine that there's some, some folks in Washington, DC that are going, Oh, shit. well, there is a, in the speech that Biden gave, there was definitely the new sheriff in town. I remember when we had a babysitter and then you knew it was going to be a great time when, when 20 minutes after your parents leave, the boyfriend shows up and you're like, oh, your hands go up. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> she, she's going to be so distracted. It's, it's kind of like when Trump came in, it's like everybody's like, well, OK, it's the Wild West all over again. Biden comes in, he says, no, everything's going back the way it needs to be. And it's going to be fantastic because with Merrick Garland really restoring the Justice Department had become, you know, let's face it, a cartoon. No matter how Regal Barr wants to sound now, trying to stand up for values and justice yeah. and liberty, he was the last stain on that department that just really took it out in terms of its morale. Well, Merrick Garland's going to come back. All of the deputies that they're bringing in are all fantastic people. When I was watching, I said, you know what? It, to me, it's almost like if you're willing to work hard and you're qualified, you want to do something, then just do it. You know, just do that. And we're going to put right. really qualified people into place here. And then they're going to get stuff done. They're not fancy. They're just going to get stuff done. You know, this idea that, that's come over the past four years that anybody that's a career, a career civil servant is somehow a, a part of the swamp is probably the most damaging thing that came out of the current administration. You and I both know people that work in the FBI and in, in Justice Department, and, and you work in government for a while. And you find out that there are people like Merrick Garland and others who, who literally have given their lives over to, you know, and these are people that could have made a lot of money in the private sector and they've given their lives over because they truly believe in this country and they're not partisans. They are the salt of the earth, you know, Americans, if you want to call it. And when the, the dear leader came in, it became open season mm -hmm. on these people. And whether you like Jim Comey or not, the guy, the guy ran the FBI mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he cared. And this idea that these people were, were dispensable and, and people you could crap on and destroy their pensions and do all sorts of other bad stuff with them because they wouldn't carry out your partisan wishes or your, you know, your illegal sure. wishes. It became way too easy to start dumping on people and getting rid of people who had, who had sacrificed their lives and careers. One of the things of the Trump presidency and of the Republican mindset is that we can dismantle, go privatize, but they can't. And the vaccine oh. department, the pandemic department. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when I was sitting there watching and they said, and now here's our civil rights deputy director. And I'm thinking, what? There's actually a, a deputy for civil rights. Trump basically they had so streamlined more than eight or nine hundred positions that never got filled when he came in. Right. And these were critical positions in all these different departments like HUD. We haven't heard anything about HUD, about housing and homelessness and any of these issues right now. Because he had a physician. It's crazy, right? I mean, all these all yeah. these departments, it just absolutely went nowhere for four years. Well, it's going to be like an infusion of oxygen, a fusion of blood into a, a dying body. I mean, this is going to be like, you're going to be able to get everything moving again. And I really thought that, yeah, that he was a good guy. There are some other people he could have picked that would have been, let's say, flashy or whatever. But but this this guy's going to be really good. And, and, you know, Biden gets the symbolism, too. He gets the symbolism. It's not payback. It's just yeah. very deft the way he's handling this stuff. And he's he's around, you know, so... Hey, would have never voted for Joe Biden in a hundred million years if it hadn't been for yeah, the past exactly. four years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know what? I yeah. just want Stacey Abrams to be recognized for what she accomplished. Yes. You know, you, yeah. you've worked in government, and, and we both worked on political campaigns. It is, it is got to be one of the all-time great deliveries. Yeah. She delivered an election of not one but two U.S. senators at a moment where that flipped the majority of the yep. Senate in a year that that the incompetency of the federal government just got so exposed uh, and it's still getting exposed with the, you know, with the fact that, that uh, our emails are, you know, our governmental emails are all sent floating around the Kremlin right now. So, you know, the fact that she did that, um, she's a hero to me. The bookends of this is that we have the election of Ossoff and Warnock and now the nomination of Garland. This has been a really great week. We just don't realize it yet because we got so many other things going on. But trust me, hopefully in 12 days, we're going to be seeing that this is a great foundation for some good things to, to get started. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, as always, Jeff, it's great to talk to you. It's going to get even better. Our next podcast uh, coming up is going to be all the cool things that are happening in 2021 that uh, um, not necessarily related to politics. This awesome. Time. Can't wait. Got shoved in the background. Some really awesome. cool stuff. Well, great. Well, you take it easy and you uh, too. best to you and your family. Likewise, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.